Hello, everyone. You are listening to Capital Chat on KNY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me in the studio today, I have Shannon McCain, Resource Development Director for United Way Southeast Alaska, as well as Lisa Boggart, America, AmeriCorps Program Director for AmeriCorps through United Way. How are you both doing this morning? Doing, doing great, great, Jordan. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Of, of course. Plus, you know, you've got nice weather outside, which is another huge incentive to come talk to me. You know, you get out of the heat for a little bit. Ooh, Granted, that yeah. depends on who you are. Right. Now, I understand. Well, first, in this first half, I know we're going to focus on talking about United Way. So first of all, do you want to give me like a brief run on, on some of the history for maybe those folks that aren't too in the know about United Way? You bet, Jordan. So the United Way of Southeast Alaska has been in existence here uh, for over 45 years. And we serve citizens of communities from Yakutat to Metlakatla. Um, we have over 30 partner agencies that help to identify gaps in public service related to health, education, and financial stability of our citizens. So United Way really helps to identify and fill gaps uh, where government services end and the nonprofit community is working to better the lives of uh, people in our communities. Okay. And now, what would you say are some of the ways that United Way helps out with the community? We were talking a bit before the show where you were talking about this idea that, you know, these sort of nonprofit groups are there to sort of fill in gaps in services, to, you know, help make sure people don't fall through the cracks. Was I understanding that right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, my, my buzzword is we help people help people. So uh, we identify um, just gaps in services such as um, anytime there's food instability, um, our, pardon me, our um, executive director, Wayne Stevens, um, worked to secure uh, the CARES grant funding during the pandemic and lockdown. And he secured a grant to hire restaurants that were essential organizations but had no foot traffic. And then there were... Um, challenges in the nonprofit community and among the school district of getting meals to individuals who are still in need. So Wayne, in his infinite wisdom, employed restaurants to provide meals, prepared meals to individuals in need. And as of as this was ended in March of 2021, 73,000 meals were provided to individuals in need and restaurants and local businesses were kept in business. So it's that type of elegant solution um, and responsiveness that the United Way has specialized in most recently. Okay. And now we also talked about this idea that, you know, that a lot of what you guys are always trying to do is, you know, this increase of in the awareness of philanthropy and how people can engage in that. So how would you, so maybe break that down a bit more for me. Oh, I love this topic. Um, so United Way of Southeast is part of a worldwide organization. You probably have heard the name United Way. We've partnered with the NFL. Um, there are over 1,100 local United Ways um, across the globe in 42 countries. And um, United Way Worldwide um, you know, their, their mission focus is health, education, and financial stability, but our United Ways locally identify actual community needs. And one of the ways that we do that is our donors inform um, about the topics that are important to us. We just did a donor survey, um, and health seems to be top of mind for individuals, um, for donors. Um, fun facts, we have five generations um, 
pretty much in existence in the world today. And that's the silent generation, the boomers, and Gen X, and Gen Z, and oh, millennials in the middle there. So um, millennials are now the largest segment of our population. And what United Way and other nonprofit organizations and fundraising organizations have identified is that um, younger generations uh, are not aware that they can participate in philanthropy. And so it's also my role in the community uh, to bring awareness that, you, you know, there's lots of ways to help your fellow community members. You can volunteer, you can do advocacy work, and you can donate. Um, very small donations over time can have a tremendous impact in our community. Okay. And now, why do you feel like there is that decline in the awareness about being able to do that, those philanthropic efforts? Um, I think that the why is the challenge of nonprofit fundraising in general. Um, I, in my view and my experience, it's getting the right messaging out to the right individuals at the right time. Um, you know, I think on the, among the folks that I've talked to in the community, um, people are very um, paralyzed in seeing that there are many, many problems and they all seem to be of priority. And we at the United Way are experts in identifying areas that we can truly have an impact. So um, we talked about our donor um, our donors, I want to touch on our partner agencies because that's just such an important component of, of uh, what we do. So among these partner agencies uh, from uh, Catholic Community Service, uh, NAMI, um, the food bank, Southeast Alaska Food Bank, <clears throat> our donors um, may elect to donate through the United Way to one of our partner agencies. Now about two-thirds of our donors leave um, the stewardship of the funds to our discretion, but certainly we can help you find avenues to address priorities that you feel are important, or if you've got the fatigue that most of us do these days in trying to deal with you know, the big enchilada that is all of our problems, um, the United Way um, are experts in identifying those gaps. And um, yeah, just to bring awareness, you know, make decisions about how we devote our resources to getting the word out. You know, thank you for this opportunity um, to connect with our community. Um, it's important uh, that folks know that they can do something. Right. And I think that that is a very important message because it's, and I say this even as a news person, there can always be this time where everything seems like there's so much going on that you feel like as the individual, you can't contribute that much. You feel like you can't help out when that really isn't the situation there's always some way that you can always be engaged and participate and maybe make those changes within your community mm -hmm. it's just a matter of knowing the right outlet to do that exactly and it's in the name uh the united way unites individuals who are motivated um with their available resources you know some individuals are really good at rolling up their sleeves and you know picking up litter or preparing meals um some individuals are got the gift of gab and they can talk and communicate and other individuals um like myself as a as a donor before I joined the nonprofit community you know I, I don't want to thank you card I want you to use my donation um, to go ahead and support the organization directly um, and so addressing those donor concerns that's my role my role is to identify um, what is important to our donors and and how can we do the best work organizing on their behalf 
Okay. I think I would fall into the gift of gab category. I think I think everyone can agree with me that talking <laughs> is sort of the big thing that I do. And now, we were talking a little bit before the show as well about maybe what some of the upcoming sort of topics or concerns might be. And obviously, I feel like this one kind of goes, these two kind of go without saying, which are going to be housing and childcare. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think, um, you know, those are, those are topics that um, are undergoing a lot of transformation post-COVID. Um, there have been some incredible efforts uh, with the Juno Community Foundation, St. Vincent de Paul, the Glory Hall, um, that have actually stood up facilities um, to expand <clears throat> to meet the varying needs um, of people experiencing homelessness. And when you start to peel back layers into that, the causes of homelessness are just as diverse as every citizen um, that you encounter. You know, a a family fleeing a domestic violence situation um, has very different housing needs and support needs than an individual who's experiencing severe mental illness, for example. You know, the Juno Reentry Coalition um, is engaged in addressing these topics. And so when when we start to... uh, peel back the complexities, um, that's where the united piece um, it becomes essential uh, to make sure that partner agencies um, are working in harmony. And um, we just try to, uh, you know, foster synergy, to use the old buzzword, um, so that, you know, impacts are efficient and meaningful and address the actual causes of some of these problems. You know, um, there are uh, needs that reveal themselves. You know, we we observe individuals who are in crisis or in desperation um, all throughout our community. Um, But there's other individuals, you know, it's hard to count homeless people. Uh, Couch surfing, people, you know, may not self-report. So, yeah, it's, these are complex problems requiring complex solutions, and it requires each and every person who's interested in solving our community problems to work together. Gotcha. Well, we are going to have to move into our break. When we come back, I'll be talking more with Lisa on the work that AmeriCorps is doing. Mm -hmm. You are listening to Capital Chat on KINY. (laughs) 